2: time this year, not just 2019, but in the last full year, we've gone now a complete week without the Redskins playing. There has been plenty of football, but as we are part of the Hogshaven Podcast Network, we're going to chat a little Redskins and then go work our way around the league. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in. This is Hogs Night of Portcast, one of the Shows on the new Hogshaven podcast feed. Uh, keep an eye out, or keep an ear out, rather. We got some new hosts, new shows that are coming on. Uh, I'll introduce them as they come, but I promise you, they are phenomenal. We'll go around the room, reintroduce ourselves. We got Ned Botneil in the house. How's it going, guys? Um, looking forward to another round. Bees
3: yeah, I'm uh, excited to talk a little uh, off season antics and
2: uh, playoffs for uh, the coming weeks. We got Dr. Chris Jones.
1: Glad you guys are joining the the premier podcast here.
2: And of course, we have Bretsky. Wayne Bretsky's in the house, reporting to duty. So let's get right into it. The big news out of I, I never know whether to say Ashburn or. Landover I suppose uh, I think it's Ashburn. Ashburn I think it's Ashburn this point. Yeah. so the big news out of Ashburn this week is it is official Jay Gruden will be back next season there was some question towards the tail end of the year but you know right around the time that Colt McCoy went down it seemed like it was going to follow a familiar script that he was Jay Gruden was going to get a pass because of all the injuries and that ended up being the case yeah, I think that's exactly right. I, I think that's what happened.
3: I think that is what happened, but at the same time, I think I mentioned this in a in a previous podcast when when is it just we're seeing the same thing and when is it enough enough we're not we're not getting the results we want. Clearly, we can't go a full season without suffering some huge injury for whatever reason maybe. We we need to get a better training staff or i'm not sure why we suffer so many detrimental injuries but i mean he's back we'll see what he can do but i i don't know i'm i'm not super psyched about it yeah this is what we talked about last week the thing i wasn't i was hoping we would change and yeah it turns out we we bring him back and which i agree i thought it might happen because of all the injuries but yeah he's had his time and he's had chances before and we've still gone like 500 or sub 500. So I'm, I'm not really seeing much of a change for this coming season just because it looks like it's going to be the same thing.
2: Yeah. The Redskins were the most injured team in the league again last year. And I think given this team's resistance to admitting when they've have made a bad decision, Jay Gruden was going to come back. Not to say that Jay Gruden being here was a bad decision. And I mean, at a certain point, I'm almost resigned next year to saying things may not be all that much better. So why try to
3: start over? Yeah, he, uh, he fits the system, I believe. And uh, does he fit the system? Whose system? Might, he might. <laughs> His
2: system. Yeah. So Gruden comes back Jay's uh, way. We there are going to be a few changes. We already have heard the departure of uh, special teams coach Kawika. He's out of town. We heard that there were some rumblings. Uh, that the Redskins might have brought in recently fired coach of the Jets, Todd Bowles. Uh, He ultimately will be heading to Tampa Bay as their defensive coordinator for next season. Uh, You know, there are some guys, there are some coaches over time, and Jay Gruden may be on this list of guys who people love as coordinators, but as the head man just can't quite seem to get it done
1: yeah I've heard he's very much like a players coach but may not have the stones to make the decisions that a head coach needs to be making
2: well and we've discussed it as well there are some concerns about uh, the play calling and well it's way too soon to see whether or not things change significantly next year wow. I don't know about you guys. I'm acting under the assumption that Alex Smith will not be the starting quarterback in week 1.
1: I think you have to.
2: It it just it was such a gruesome injury and the there was so much that happened after the fact, the complications that said I don't think whoever will be under center is going to look that much different than Alex Smith just because he's so devoted to the system. He is he is i I think the Redskins definitely look
1: for a quarterback that uh more or less fits their system so uh I agree with that statement that whoever they do have under center would tend to fall under the game manager type sure than um than otherwise I
3: think that's what they'll do but I don't know if it's what they should do uh I think there's other options out there but I don't think they'll they'll Mark uh Mark Sanchez. We know. we've been we've signed a couple quarterbacks but I don't know, we're still anywhere b-
1: between 500
2: or below that. We're, we're going to have a lot of time to talk future quarterbacks I think with the draft approaching the Redskins don't have a great position, it's not a great draft class. There are going to be a couple of guys available. Is the question does Colt McCoy start under center in week 1? If not, who it's gonna be an interesting question that I think is gonna be on everyone's minds this off season.
3: I, I think it should. I just don't know I I just don't believe in the the management that they'll make the right change and I think we'll see more of the same Redskins and just kinda see more mediocrity and just kinda five hundred average play, nothing that's gonna get us too excited, but give us enough to look for in the off season. Yeah, the, for the change, next year. The change always seems to be like just good enough or
2: not even, but Just like, to get it, by. it meets, it meets Hey, to the, not, the ink's not even dry on last season yet. I think I it's it's too soon to start, I'm sorry. To I'm start sorry. getting into that. No, I'm we, there, we got plenty of time <laughs> to it's get into that. So I think what I wanted to discuss, I think, would be kind of an interesting thought exercise was with Todd Bowles, former Redskin, being rumored to be the defensive coordinator or in some sort of a coaching capacity with the Redskins, ultimately didn't pan out. Is there a guy – who is a former player for the Redskins that you would be amped if he joined this coaching staff either recent departure relative or one of these older old timers I can think of at least a few guys in the last 15 years that would be kind of nice to have a role on the team does anybody have one let's go
3: I'm going to go Chris Cooley I don't know if everyone's going to agree with me. Um, from what I remember, he was just a, a tough – he kind of fought for his yardage, and I like that about him. And I think that's what every tight end has to do, but he was one of my fan favorites. And, and I know he's relevant in D.C. radio. I think he's a part of – Yeah, he does a
2: color commentary. He still does the video breakdown yeah. stuff for 106.7. So, he's bright. Mean, it's not he, a bad choice. Hey, hey, Following up
3: with it. He knows the system, so that's – he, that would be great with Jay and Dan but uh i don't know he he was he was a fun player to watch and uh i, I don't know it would be fun to see him back how old is he how did he retire young or was he like out of his like prime i, I thought he was always
2: late 30s early 40s how old is vernon davis in his 50s mid, 50s uh, yeah mid 50s mid 60s yeah he's, chris Cooley is, age 36, is 36 36 right. yeah yeah, he, Is that young? He, he took a pretty bad injury towards the end and oh. tried to make a comeback, but just, I mean, it was... Yeah, gross. that comes short. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I think my choice would be... I'm, I always err on the side of a guy who's been in the league a long time as a coach, just because to be able to have that veteran experience of having been around the block can pay off in terms of mentoring players who haven't been there as long. I agree. I was always a huge fan of D'Angelo Hall. Spent a good amount of time in his career in Oakland and then finished out as a Redskin. He wasn't always healthy, but there were a couple of games, towards even towards the end, when you could tell physically he wasn't there, but mentally he knew what was going on. He was able to diagnose plays, and frankly, with the guys around him who weren't all that skilled, he was still a standout safety. He switches from cornerback to safety later on in his career. And so a guy who could play multiple positions, who knows his way around defensive backfield, who's really good at drawing up and anticipating plays, and for this exercise has familiarity with this team and the culture surrounding it, I think he could be a really good player. And I feel like
3: he had leadership with the defense, like Swearinger did even though Swearinger's gone now, but I yeah. feel, I know, but I feel like he, he, he was a good guy for the team and the team respected him. And so I could definitely see him being someone they could possibly go to. At the same time, I, I might disagree just a little bit. Uh, he was still one of the most hot-headed players I've ever seen. Uh, that's fair. Taking pretty stupid penalties a lot. And I don't know if that's somebody I would want teaching the team to, to move forward, but I agree. I mean, he had a job in the league for that long for a reason. Yeah. It was good.
1: I wouldn't mind seeing this uh, team's defense with a little fire in their belly, though.
3: Yeah, and he's not going to go out and say like take penalties. I don't think he's going to maybe be no, aggressive I that's, about it. That's not it, my point. It's just that he, the way he played, sometimes he took. It well, too yeah, far. he did. He did, but he co- wouldn't coach. Co- that coaches
2: at. set the standard. Yeah, that's for sure. But I mean, one of the criticisms that we heard, you bring up DJ Swearinger. He said it a couple of times towards the tail end of the season that it just didn't seem like this team was playing with a lot of life, a lot of fire. They are kind of going through the motions, and so maybe an influence like a guy like D'Angelo Hall who plays hard and fast and isn't afraid to speak his mind could be the kind of player that may be beneficial for...
3: Yeah, and it could get the team going if they need that. If they're like not feeling it, he can motivate them to potentially.
2: Yep.
1: I'm going to... I'm going to go with uh, kind of a similar player to you, Stabby, but on the offensive side uh, with uh, Santana Moss. Mm, Um, That's a good one. And I think he could really help a struggling wide receiver corpse. Um, I hear him on the local radio, so I know he's got a good head on his shoulders. He, He knows wide receiver position in and out. Uh, I also know that he's dealt with a lot of injury in his earlier career and kind of worked through that new uh, or learned what it takes to perform at a high level, and I think that could go a long way with some of our young receivers, such as uh, Josh Jackson, uh, working through some of the injuries that keep him sidelined.
2: Yeah, absolutely. He's going to be a Redskin for life. After the Monday Night Miracle against the Cowboys back in the day, uh, he's still, as you said, involved in the DC football community. The color commentator for your Washington Valor. Oh, is he really? Yeah. He is. Oh wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yep. It's uh, I think it's Grant is the play-by-play guy. <laughs> oh damn, I want to go to uh, one of these uh, games now. I'm got there. Yeah, a player like Santana Moss that'd be pretty cool. It's always fun to see a guy that you know whether it's a coolie or a, I feel like if there's anyone who's listening to this who's older than us, they're going to be yelling out names of hogs saying, "Well, how come you how could you possibly ignore Charles Mahan or something like that?" But uh, it's again, the guy with
3: the beer named after him. Uh, John Riggins. John Riggins. <laughs> Riggins. Let's get
2: Riggins. <laughs> Riggs. I think Riggo's better at uh Cooking Making beer, b- cooking barbecue, and drinking <laughs> beer. Then,
1: but like these are the guys that have influenced us growing up as Redskins
2: fans. So I think it's only fair that we speak to what we know. Sure, we're not here to fake it. So in addition to that, um, changing gears a little bit, non Redskins or tangentially Redskins related news is the NFL playoffs. I am a even the, if the Redskins aren't in. I love NFL playoffs. It is we're getting good games. Just about all the time, and it seems like this is the time of year when games are at their most dramatic. And I don't know how; it's not as though they can script that or program for it, but it just happens. It's awesome.
3: Yeah, I love it, and I you know I want it to be Game Seven from my hockey background, but also this is like a one Game Seven only. It's single elimination each time, and it's yeah, it's it's just winner take all or move to the next round, obviously. But yeah, it's, it's it's fun to watch. I love. I love watching playoffs, even though I don't really care about the teams, but it's always a fun thing to watch.
2: Well, I'll tell you what I do care about, and I got unreasonably miffed this weekend. It just made me grind my teeth watching two NFC East teams who, mind you, were two games back of the Redskins at one point this season. Best
3: division in the NFL.
2: (laughs) Winning their wild card weekend games. I I don't... I know in college football there's that whole like well if you're an SEC fan you want the SEC to do well like you want to have your division represented. I I, it made me unreasonably angry to see the Cowboys and the Eagles winning last weekend.
3: I like kind of agree with that, but also if if I mean I kind of like it was all right that the Eagles won last year. I didn't like hate it so much. Like, if they win all the way, it's it's fine. If we're not in it, if they didn't eliminate us, like, I don't know. I do hate them, but, like, if someone from our division can take it, that's
2: kind of it's kind of cool still. I wanted a giant meteor to hit the stadium because I can't stand the Patriots <laughs> and I can't stand the Eagles. Okay,
3: you see that, but honestly, do you think the state the Redskins were in, had they stumbled into the playoffs, would they even have a chance next week or this weekend?
2: No. No. But I don't want the Eagles to win. I I would
3: love for us to win, And I don't want the Cowboys to win. Okay, all right. And I still still don't get how they made it. Like, they looked pretty bad beginning of the season. We looked fine, but then there was a complete switch,
1: and it just turned out terrible. (laughs) Both of those teams have looked completely pedestrian sometime during the season. Yes. like multiple
3: times. Like, not only – they did it a couple times.
1: But they do it – They do something like the Redskins can't do, and it's show up when it matters. Yeah,
3: win the game you need to.
1: Yeah, put together a good effort in a crunch time situation. Like that's something the the Redskins. We saw it. We saw it with our previous quarterback,
2: and nothing's changed yet. Maybe
3: there's just something wrong with the system.
2: Maybe. (laughs) But yeah, seeing those two teams move on, and I thought. Especially the Cowboys game, like they have just seemed like at times like frauds, and the fact that they are continuing to fraud their way into the second weekend of the playoffs is just infuriating. All right, well,
3: they got yeah. they got the Rams this week.
2: Yeah, so let's talk about yeah, our, kind of our matchup. So the that's a, that's gonna be a great game, Cowboys Rams. Do you think it's gonna be? Uh, I think it's gonna is, be a blowout. All right,
3: is Todd Gurley healthy? That's the first question.
2: Was he hurt?
3: He kind of yeah. was wasn't. Solid. I had him on my fantasy team, and he was kind of not as good as he was the whole year. At the last like six weeks,
1: so I I feel like he's going through. And Jared Goff was
3: also struggling a ton. Yeah, he was terrible. They kind of they kind of hit a little lull, but I still think they're going to win the game. I don't like position position by
2: position comparisons, but I think any game that has Todd Gurley in it and has Ezekiel Elliott in it is going to be thrilling to watch, and. My definition, I'm tipping my hand, of a great game is a game where the Cowboys lose. So, I am expecting a Rams win. I hope that the Cowboys are finally exposed for the frauds that I believe them to be. It should... I actually... You know, like I said, even in matchups sometimes that don't seem like they'll be the most thrilling matchups, it's the playoffs. You never know what's going to happen, and it just sort of seems like these teams rise to the occasion. Hopefully, the Rams rise more to the occasion... (laughs) than the Cowboys do
1: (laughs) all right and in retrospect a little bit here also how good does acquiring Amari Cooper for the Cowboys like how well has that worked out for them so yeah
3: Jason Garrett was like a game or two away from being cut because he signed this guy for like a huge contract on an off year but then yeah he starts going because he is a, a talented wide receiver so, I don't know. If you give him the space, he's going he's gonna to perform. And what was, what was the, one of the games he went off in? The was Eagles it, game. No, wait, he, he it, won. Yeah, them, it, was, it was the Eagles game. He yeah. won them the division. Wasn't it he, also against the Redskins? Yeah, he's played
1: very well. <laughs> he, he got
3: against, like a touchdown or two against us, but then he got like three touchdowns against the he Eagles. He had a huge game against the Eagles. Ridiculous. That was what decided the division. Yeah. And was, yes,
2: people gave the Cowboys a ton of flack when they brought in Amari Cooper. I wanted. I, I Derek thought they
3: ever paid, but turns out it was a very he, well Well, he's still kind of young, right? Cooper? Isn't he still like
2: under 30? Yeah, he was just kind of underperforming, but yeah. everyone at the point I mean, is Derek Carr performing, now? No, though? no yeah. one is. So I, there. I, so I that, think that's, that's a, a little fault. bit of Gruden in, uh, in Oakland. Hey, nine more years, and I think, what, like no. nine, 90 million more dollars before oh, uh, the Oakland soon-to-be Vegas Raiders are free of John Gruden. Um so the other game this weekend in the NFC Eagles versus Saints.
3: That's yeah, that's like
2: a I don't know. It's, it's kinda an tricky
3: matchup. Yeah. It um, is. Um I I have a few Eagles friends that are looking for some revenge. They they got handed a, a quite the big loss, a forty eight seven loss last time those two teams met. And so I know Eagles fans are looking for a little uh
2: Redemption, yeah, redemption would <laughs> be the go.
3: word I, w- I was looking for there. Yeah, um, they took
2: a they took an ass whooping.
3: I hope it's a good game, just because I I always root for good good competition in the playoffs, and I think that's when you see it the best. Um, but the Saints are just a powerhouse this year, and it's going to be tough to to match up with them. But you never know if, I don't know the Eagles last week against the Bears, they had like a last minute touchdown to go ahead. But that's the you, Bears. But oh, oh yeah, that's, yeah, I know that's I know, not the but. Saints. but they're coming the off double a su- doink. Eagles are coming off a Super Bowl win and Foles, he's done well coming in for Carson Wentz and you don't know if there's something that they're just more confident in the
2: playoffs cuz they're used to it now they just they just did it last year. The
3: hangover is finally lifting they're in the really right time too. To think clearly.
2: Yeah, when you're in New Orleans it's like a constant state of hangover. I think <laughs> you like you land at the airport and you, you- get beads already. <laughs> Yeah, that should be an interesting one to watch. I mean, Drew Brees has just been. I think he's. It's. I think him and Patrick Mahomes right now in the conversation for MVP
3: for sure. Yeah, I don't. What about um? What's Chargers? Is he anywhere? Philip Rivers. He's way below, but he's having a great year too, right? He's Isn't having he? a good he's year. Rivers really well? is having a nice
2: year. Well, let's talk about that matchup. The Chargers are going to take on the Patriots. Which, yep. I don't know if that's going to be the best football game, but I think there's some intrigue, because I think this is the first time I really don't feel confident in the Patriots.
3: Yeah, I, I think that could be there could be a lot of points scored in that game, and that's what excites me. I love to see the scores run up, and just wh- whichever defense is going to falter most is going to lose. Um so I think that could be a real good matchup, and just whichever team can put together the the game-winning drive will win. I feel like it's going to be a low-scoring. For some reason, I feel like teams are going to struggle to get plays together, and it's going to be. I think it's going to be a really close game, but I think the Patriots will end up getting lucky and winning by like a, a field goal. Or they something.
1: do do that. A lot of teams are are saying the Chargers are probably the best, well-rounded. Team left in the playoffs, which I can't complain about. I think ever since Joey Bosa's kind of come back for that team, they've been looking really, really good. Um, Bosa's
2: Bosa's been a freak. Yeah, he's a freak. And Melvin Gordon, That's Melvin Gordon has been playing awesome. <laughs> Philip Rivers is having a very nice year. It's funny the number of Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. Conversations I've seen and read in the past week. It's just like. All right, well, I guess he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's well, had himself an It's a, he, on the internet, yeah, so if you, you know it's true. That's if you right. stopped searching for it, maybe you wouldn't see it so much. I've been Googling, <laughs> is Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer? See, that's that's where you're going wrong. So, the, yeah, is, is he without a Super Bowl? He doesn't have a signature victory, but the fact is, like... He's, like, something like 0-5 against yeah. Tom Brady. What or, has or his or supported more, like been in yeah.
3: his career? I think he's a
2: good quarterback. I, I like him. There have only been, like, five quarterbacks to win Super Bowls since 2000. So uh, I don't know that being a Super Bowl-winning quarterback necessarily means you're automatically is, – is a prerequisite for being a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Eli's got two. Both against uh, Brady. Tom Brady's so got that, – That's true. That a alert trillion. should get him in. Ben Roethlisberger. In one before Odell. Oh. Ben Roethlisberger. You got Aaron Rodgers. Is he – you think he's Hall of Famer? Well, these are the guys who have won. Okay, okay. I do think he's a Hall of Famer. Really? You
3: think – Big Ben is? Yes. I don't know if I agree with that.
2: Bosa came back week 11. What
3: would Antonio yeah, Brown late, say? Yeah.
2: Antonio Brown, I would say, is not a, the biggest fan. Of not not recently. Hey, you know what? The the Steelers right now, who are supposed to be like the model of professional organizations, are really making the Redskins look pretty good. <laughs> but at the
3: same time, the fact that they lost their star running back and towards the end of the season kind of lost their the star receiver, receiver yeah. They still, I mean, they just barely missed the playoffs. But they still competed every week and were in. Uh, the Browns. Okay, they tied the Browns. <laughs>
2: Overtime, week two. Yeah, okay. If but, we're splitting hairs, technically the Redskins just missed the playoffs too. But, okay.
3: <laughs> but we weren't missing our top offensive weapons. Oh, just our
2: quarterback He's, and 17
1: other players. Until
3: week seven or whatever Smith went down.
1: I so, think you're using the eye test a little bit too much. If you go by numbers, Redskins just missed the playoffs, but if you go by the eye test, the the Steelers yeah. could wash like destroy
2: the Redskins. I'm just trying to go glass half full here. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm I was in New Orleans.
3: <laughs> Got some beads.
2: So the final playoff game this weekend, Colts versus Chiefs. I think it's a question of which Colts team shows up although the Chiefs are just The
3: Colts have been like rock solid. Yeah. Like consistently the last few weeks. So I think you can expect that coming in this this weekend.
1: Yeah, that uh, that matchup really relies on the Colts' defense. I I feel like if, if they can kind of keep them in the game, I mean, Andrew Luck's probably been one of the most consistent quarterbacks this year. Marlon Mack's starting to come into like his own groove. So I think they can put up points, but if it's really relying on Indianapolis's defense, uh, whether they can keep them close or striking distance.
3: Yeah. I'm so happy that Andrew Luck is like, thriving like i'm i was worried he wouldn't be able to come back and do well after this this injury he had but people thought he wouldn't play again i know like
1: he was throwing a nerf well he wasn't even throwing in the offseason i know he
3: was in the i read those articles too He was throwing like nerf balls or whatever to practice like last season but yeah he's come back and he's been great and like hadn't missed a beat and i just love when teams that have been so bad for so long have a player that can change them to make them like a a competitive team Baker Mayfield for the Browns, and now uh, Andrew Luck for them. So it's exciting to watch.
2: Well, and on the other side of the football, I think Patrick Mahomes is arguably the most electrifying player in football Yeah. at any position right now. I will say, though, I, feel, I personally feel as though the Chiefs at home is not as sure a thing as other home field advantages, not because they have bad fans, but just they seem to fold under pressure sometimes. So... I it's I think Arrowhead that's going to be kind of a toss-up, frankly, and Maybe I'm really like looking forward to that one. Andy Reid teams, too. That is true. Andy Reid in the playoffs is notoriously inconsistent.
3: I think if yeah. we're looking for offensive fireworks, yeah. that's, that's the game to look
2: for. I think that game's going to go for the
3: over.
1: And, the yeah, the Chiefs' defense is pretty bad from what I remember, too. Yeah, Same with the
3: Colts. Not great. Yeah. <laughs> we're looking I, plus 60. It I'm going to say
2: 72-66 Colts. <laughs> uh Go go over. By the third quarter. Yeah. On your bets. <laughs> so we got uh those games coming up. Lots to look forward to. We'll be back here in a couple of weeks to break down some more playoffs, see if there are any more developments as the Redskins off season progresses. I mean, right now, we'll we'll call it like it is. Uh not a ton of organic Redskins news going on, but we're going to look at things with a slant that way for Hogshaven. Keep an eye out, as I mentioned, for other new podcasts to join us on this feed. We're going to get a nice variety of folks. Very excited to bring them to you. So, for Nedbot? Thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, let's go Saints and Rams. For Roomba, Uh
3: I think one of our NFC East foes is going to pull off a win this week, but... Uh... We'll see, but I look forward to talking skins with you guys in the coming weeks.
2: For Dr. Chris Jones.
1: Uh, Looking forward to these matchups. I hope they live up to the billing. For
2: Champs drummer Wayne Bretzky.
1: Great chatting with you boys. Always good to talk football.
2: Brian Savvy from Hogshaven signing off. This was Hogs Night, a podcast.